Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We come to your presence again this morning, Father, to be with you, to draw from you and drink from you again. That all that we have lost in being drained through our cares, our worries, we rebuild our spirit, we rebuild our joy, so that in that joy, our eyes stay focused on you, our heart stays trained on the prayer that we make to you and not on the circumstance, the storm around us. That your joy be in us, brimmed up once again, and our joy be made full. Blessed be the name of the Lord, the Almighty, who is powerful in the midst of his people. The God of Israel. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to come to you in prayer again, to communicate with you, to talk to you, to tell you about all those baggages that we carry with us and to learn from you, to receive revelation from you, to build our faith, to build our word knowledge. That every weak person that comes to you and calls on your name be made strong, Father. Blessed be your name. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you all our praise, Lord. We worship you. And that peace and that joy that we feel, that we receive as our filling this morning, we share it with our brothers, our sisters, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting or that will pray with the recording. All those that are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group, we share your peace and joy, Father, with all those for whom prayers have been requested, Christian or not, for all those that have no one to pray for them. We release our faith in that gap. We pray for all those, Father, that your peace and your joy be shared with all those that are Christians and have not yet encountered you in a way that they know you. That they know you as their father, as their God, as their king. And with all those that intentionally stay away from you, either under ignorance or either under a lie that has been told to them under a false doctrine. Let every such lie be toned down. Let every such mountain be cut down. And your glory be revealed to your people, Father. That as your glory is revealed, your people are blessed. That each of us, including our brothers and our sisters, might turn our steps towards you. Might realign everything that is out of alignment from your will and your word and might walk with you in the light, in the path that you show us through your spirit. 
We thank you, Father. And so as we pray this morning, we call on your name, the name of our God, the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet, the one who leads us and covers our head in the day of battle, who is ever merciful and gracious and only wants to show his favor towards us when we realign with him, ever willing to forgive, slow to anger and does not want to condemn us. There is now no condemnation. That is what his word says for all those who are in Christ. And we pray in the name of that Christ, the same Jesus, the name that is above every other name. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lord of Hosts is he. The word himself, through whom we are blessed with every utterance. The double-edged sword for our day of battle. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The spirit of the living God, the spirit of victory, the spirit of El Shaddai. The all-powerful God who now has made his tabernacle within us, lives within our body, that this body might be transformed into his temple. And when we carry his temple into the battle, and we blow our shofar through our praise, victory is written to our name. We thank you, Father, for the gift of prayer for the gift of revelation, for the gift of your word, where all your mysteries, the successes and all the plans and secrets to attaining that success are hidden in there for us to gain through revelation and to use in our day against every challenge that we face in our life. You have a solution to everything in that book, Father. The book of life. We thank you, Father, for the gift of angels and destiny helpers that you have placed in our life to bless us. That in every area where we fall short of resources, of abilities, of skills, of knowledge, it is these, your destiny helpers, that step in at your word to come and help. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life, of roof over our head, for the gift of food on our table every single day. Though we work through the day, Lord, to earn our living, to earn our salaries, that resource, that blessing, that grace comes from you. Everything that we have in our day, everything that we do, including our very heartbeat and our breath, comes through your miraculous supply. We thank you, Father, for your mercy that you look not on our sins, though we keep on continuing to sin every single day. Yet you turn your eyes of favor and eyes of mercy towards us. And you are ever willing to bless us out of your infinite love for us, not out of what we deserve. It is because who you are, not what we have done. We thank you, Lord that you are unchangeable. And as we pray this morning, we continue with our reflection.
on the centurion's faith. This is from Luke chapter 7. And I shall read verses 1 to 10. And I shall read them now quickly before we get into continuing with the rest of our reflection and concluding this topic today. After he, that is Jesus, had finished all that he had to say in the hearing of the people, he went to Capernaum. Now Roman centurion's slave, who was highly regarded by him, was sick and on the verge of dying. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. When they reached Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly to come, saying, He is worthy for you to do this for him, because he loves our nation and he built us our synagogue at his own expense. And Jesus went with them. But when he was near the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself further, for I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. Therefore, I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But just speak a word and my slave will be healed. And we have reflected up until this verse so far. I shall now read the rest and then continue on our reflection. That's from verse 8 to 10. For I also am a man, subject to authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turned and said to the crowd that was following him, I say to you, not even in Israel have I found such great faith as this man's. When the messengers who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. And just to recap in summary of the first seven verses that we had reflected on, the first thing was the centurion was a Gentile, not a Jew. And he was a man under authority from the Roman government. He did not consider himself worthy enough, recognizing his sinfulness. And so he sent the Jewish elders. He invoked intercession. They prayed to God on the basis of the works, trying to justify the works he had done. He prayed to God in all humility, not justifying what he had done or bragging about it but just submitting in humility. And then he asked Jesus to speak the word and his slave would be healed. Now, as we continue, we see that when he didn't just stop there at humility, he disclosed his understanding of Jesus' authority when he explained further from verse 8 by drawing an analogy between his authority that he experienced from the Roman government and that of Jesus from God's government. It was this that helped him better understand how prayer works and how to approach God. He said, I also... The key word there is also, I'm a man subject to authority. And he said also, 
meaning just like you jesus are under authority from the father we see that authority of jesus referenced in matthew 28 verse 18 where he said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and again that authority is referenced in philippians 2 verse 9 where it says god gave him a name that is god gave jesus a name above every other name so likewise i also am under authority from my roman government with soldiers under me that follow my authority and i say to this one go and he goes and to another come and he come meaning and to the slave do this and he does it meaning they follow his instruction as is just like you jesus say to demons go and they must go and to the angels do this and they do it he recognized and acknowledged jesus's supreme authority over the spiritual hierarchy over rulers over authorities over principalities over powers even over the spirit of infirmity and even death that was jesus's authority but in his limited knowledge of jesus he recognized that authority on the basis of what he had heard from the elders he trusted that authority and he trusted that if jesus only said it the power of his spoken word that slave would surely be healed there was something he seemed to understand about sickness that it had a spiritual cause and that spiritual cause must obey the word of jesus the bible teaches us of that same authority in philippians 2:9 once again referencing it where it says at his name every knee in heaven on earth and under the earth must bow the centurion acknowledged and invoked that authority of jesus he somehow understood it we know it now because it is written in the bible but he recognized it through whatever he was told of all the situations all the anecdotes of jesus's healings and casting out demons that he may have been told by the elders or others he acknowledged and invoked that authority and the bible says when jesus heard this he was amazed and marveled at him turning to the crowds turning to the crowds that was following him to use this example to teach them about faith and he said not even in israel have i found such great faith as this man's and when such a prayer of faith is made even with the size of a mustard seed sized of faith a small amount of genuine uncontaminated faith mark 11 verse 23 says believe you have received and what you have believed in shall be yours that is exactly what the centurion demonstrated and we see that exact same confirmation happening in the next verse that is in verse 10 when the messengers who had been sent that is the elders and the centurion's friends who had been sent to jesus when they returned to the house 
they found the slave in good health. He was already healed. A miracle had taken place. And that is what Jesus is calling us to experience, giving us a formula for answered prayer and how to approach it. So in summary, three keys, three key takeaways. Number one, it doesn't matter if you are a Christian or not to receive a miracle. If you demonstrate faith, you receive it. And this is the prime reason why those that are not Christians come to retreats, come to crusades in church and go away healed with a miracle where there are many that are Christian and do not come with that amount of faith and not all will go back with their healing. So it doesn't depend on Jesus there. It depends on us and our faith to take our healing. Jesus marvels at faith and must move. He cannot ignore it. But on the other end, the other extreme end, Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is the reason why there are some Christians that come to these crusades and go back empty-handed. Number two, are you going to remain full of yourself in the place of prayer? Are you going to count your deeds? Or are you willing to put all those good deeds aside, no matter how big or small they look? And just repent for the mistakes we have made and humble ourselves. The Bible says in Luke 14 verse 11, He who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. That choice is for each of us to make. We cannot come with a full cup and then expect him to pour his anointing into it. There is no space. It is full. It must be emptied first in order for us to receive. We can only receive when we humble ourselves. That's where the emptying takes place when we repent. He cleanses us from our sin and all our pride and ego is washed away. And only then can he pour his spirit into us. Number three is to acknowledge the authority of God and his spoken word. Proverbs 3 verse 6 says, Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. Submit to his authority. And he will make your path straight. Submitting to his authority there is key. Some versions say, Seek his will that is written in his word. And that word backed by his authority will not return to him empty, but will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. That is Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11 for you. As Christians, we fail to recognize and acknowledge <clears throat> the supreme authority of God in all circumstances. Many times we are so engrossed in that circumstance that we give in to fear and we even glorify the source of fear by belittling God's authority over that source of fear. And our faith fails. It wasn't so for the centurion and so he took his miracle. Are we willing to renew our mind today 
to understand the authority that God carries in every circumstance to submit to that authority. And hence, when we look at James 4.7, it says the exact same thing. Submit to God. That's the first step. Second one is resist the devil. And the third is he will flee from you. Submitting to God and his authority when we make our prayer is first and the most important part of the devil having to flee from us. That is the key part of our prayer. Understanding that authority and then using the spoken, the written word of God in our spoken prayer. Mobilizing our faith and then releasing it. That is resist the devil and he shall flee. And this is the main difference between one person's prayer being answered and another person's prayer not being answered. When that happens for us, when that happens to us, we need to go back to our place of prayer and reflect on what did we miss. Is it our faith? Is it the spoken word that is in alignment with God? Or is not? Is it our humility? We need to look back, reassess, and ask the Holy Spirit to show us what is that area in which we are lacking that has blocked our prayer from being answered and then follow his instruction and try again. He wants to help your prayer life to improve. So don't hesitate. Ask him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that for each of us, when we reflect on our personal prayer life, for all our intentions that we have raised, either for ourselves or for others. Show us the area of our prayer that we are lacking in. We ask for your conviction, Father, for we know that you don't condemn us. But you convict us, you reveal to us the gaps. You reveal to us all those areas where we must correct, we must rectify. All those areas where we are lacking and must be filled up. And we ask for your grace in that area of our prayer, Lord. To stand tall, but be humble. To be bold as well. But to be obedient to your will and your word. And then to act and follow your instruction. Knowing that faith without works is dead. So when we have released our faith, verbalized it, spoken it. It is time for us to take action that corresponds to what that faith will bring into our lives. To take action steps towards that outcome, believing it is almost happening now. It has started to happen now. And we take our next steps to align with what we want to see in that outcome. Help us, Father, to release our faith through those actions, not merely through our words to listen to what you want to teach us and reveal to us when we make our prayer. And what we have believed in our heart that we shall receive in faith, that our hope will not be turned down, but will be honored by the God who loves us, our Father. We pray for that growth, that edification in our spirit. 
And as we pray for that edification in our spirit, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For all those requests that have been mentioned on our prayer group. For all those battling sickness and disease. All those that are hospitalized this day. We pray in a special way for all families as well that are battling any kind of separation. Not necessarily only divorce but any kind of chaos and confusion that seeks to build a strife in the family where people do not want to talk to each other, we come against all of those forces as well, Father, that seek to steal their peace, their love and their joy in that home. We invite you, Lord, into each of these homes within our Brisbane prayer group family and all those that we are praying for. For you, Lord, our love. And we know that you stand knocking at the door. On their behalf, we welcome you into that home. For you said you shall come in and dine with them. And when you enter, Lord, and you sit at the table with them, the atmosphere in that place is filled with joy, filled with love. The season in that home is changed to one of peace, to one of understanding, into one of wisdom. That home is filled with your presence and the most low must leave. And there is no space for them to come back again. We invite you, Lord, and we ask you to quicken every family that is part of this praying group, this praying family. In what you have joined together, let no man and no spirit separate. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. All those that are battling joblessness, challenges in their finances. That they are blessed with a new start. We activate their angels, their destiny help us. To step forward and connect them with those opportunities and the resources that will help them establish themselves on a higher ground. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of anxiety, depression, mental disorders, compulsive behaviors, fits of rage. Anything that seeks to steal their peace of mind. Anything that has kept them yoked to the ground. Father, we come against it in the name and the authority of Jesus. Acknowledging his authority, that his name is above every other name and that his name, at his name, every sickness, every disease, Everything that seeks to torment families, spirit of divorce, spirit of violence and abuse, spirit of anxiety and depression, every such name, no matter how long and how complicated that name, how threatening towards life be that name, every such name must bow to the name that is above every other name. We curse and we rebuke every such evil spirit seeking to steal from the children of your inheritance that we now pray for. We bind them in the name of Jesus and under his authority, not our own, under his authority, the authority that he gave to us where he said, go forth and make disciples of men, but also in my name, you shall cast out demons. In your name, Jesus, we command all these spirits to leave from these your children. We declare every chain, every yoke of bondage broken. We declare freedom for the ones that we are praying for.
We ask for your anointing, Lord, to touch their lives and fill them. In the spirit, we anoint them, we anoint their heads with oil, your oil, Lord. So that when your oil of anointing touches them, their cup runs over. Their life is transformed from one of city, from one of suffering and pain and misery to one of abundance. We release that abundance prophetically over these lives right now in your name, Jesus. Let that abundance fill them. Let it touch them. Let their lives become a testimony and let us hear those testimonies at our Bible study session this Friday. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families. And in a special way for all those that have not yet received their gift of salvation, that have not yet been set free, that still live under secularism, that still live as Sunday Christians, that do not have that personal relationship with you. As your word says in Psalm 80, quicken them, O Lord, and they shall call on your name. And we know that oh, anyone who calls on your name shall be delivered. We ask for that deliverance. We ask for that freedom for our own family members in a special way for our children. Those that do not go to church, those that do not want to know you. For our brothers, our sisters, our spouses. For our parents, their eyes be opened to your presence and their hearts be transformed and filled with you. Locate them in your mercy, Lord. Locate them in your favor. Father, we thank you, O Holy Spirit that you make this prayer with us. We make this our prayer of agreement with you, that you intercede on our behalf. And it is you and only you who are authorized to search the mind of the Father and bring that revelation to us, the solution, the answer to our prayer. It is you who moves when the word is spoke, spoken in faith. You hover over every void situation and that is transformed from being void and dark to being one that is illuminated and given shape, a new creation made there. We thank you, Father, that you have heard our prayer, that you always hear us, that you have listened to this cry that we have put forward to you. And we believe in our hearts that when we make this our prayer of agreement with each other, with you, and we release it in the faith that you have given us as our gift in the spirit. That prayer is an answered prayer. That prayer will meet, will bring about a miracle that meets our hope. I encourage everyone that can pray in the spirit, in the gift of tongues that the Holy Spirit has given us. To please unmute and join in. All those that are praying for the gift of tongues. Please release your faith, unmute and loosen your tongue and start speaking. Even if it's only one syllable, la, 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 la. It's only when we start speaking that the Holy Spirit can take over. If we don't, he cannot take over. 
you are praying with your family, there is no need to feel afraid or no need to feel shy. Let us pray together as one family. Be bold, unmute, and release your faith, believing that you have received that gift of tongues. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
In the mighty name of Jesus, we believe, Lord, we release our faith, we open our hearts to receive and we say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture I've been given today is from Ephesians 2, 4 to 8. But God was rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I'd like to confirm that for the verses that I have been given are from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, where it is written, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, just a reminder about our Bible study topic this Friday. This is the second, this will be the second edition in our six-part series called The 12 Steps to a Good Year. We will learn in this series to equip ourselves to appropriate the fullness of God's provision and blessings in the year that lies ahead. We will also learn the need to make the right resolutions. We shall share links to join on Zoom and on YouTube later this morning on our WhatsApp group. Please share those with your friends and family, all those that you love and care about and invite them to come to this session. It is not about the preacher. It is not about the prayer group. It is about receiving the very presence of God and taking that presence home with you, with them. And that is where the real transformation happens. That is where the miracles start to happen in their lives. Please give the gift of that miracle to them and invite them to come. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his jealous love that brings his favor onto us and our cup overflows. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that out of that blessing, as we share our testimony and we carry the gospel, let us in turn boldly go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. 
Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jesus.